Hello, Brenna. Hello, Maureen. What up? Well, we've made the jump, folks. Hobbit now has an adult collar. Oh, congratulations. He's a big boy now. He's the biggest boy. The bell is bigger, so it makes a slightly uh, different tone, and I'm not used to it yet. Um, but let me say PetSmart, this is not endorsed, but PetSmart got me good. Um, apparently they're partnering with GSL, or no, GLSEN, um, which is like the gay straight, uh, like learning education national something alliance. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. But it's, it's basically, um, LGBTQ students and allies, um, and they uh, brought out a bunch of rainbow cat themed stuff i'm sure there was <laughs> i'm sure there's dog themed stuff but i saw like the, the cat themed stuff had its own end cap and i was like it got me it I got feel me a little attacked right now like i'm i'm very much like the first pride was a riot you know corporates get out of pride like corporations but also no place in pride. but also i was able to get a rainbow collar for my cat <laughs> so oh. you know some sometimes capitalism most times, capitalism, not very good. But sometimes, sometimes it gives sometimes you Sometimes it just hits you right, though. <laughs> it gives you a rainbow cat collar, and that's all you want. <laughs> Here, you lonely lesbians with your cats. I know. <laughs> Literally. I, my, my friend Courtney uh, just got... Oh, that's... I, I suppose I do have some other good news to share. My friend Courtney just got a cat. Um, she wanted to get one oh. cat at this shelter, but he was adopted, like, the day before she went to the shelter. Aww. But she went anyway during, like, her assigned time and met Stanley, who was a two-year-old deaf cat. And he has the Aww. loudest meow in the whole world and the roundest ears. His expressions are Aww. so funny because his ears don't move. They just stay straight forward because, of course, they're not alerting to the same thing, uh, like, uh, hearing cats would have. And so, but his meows are just, like... Ah, so very loud she's recorded it he's adorable he's full of love he like came to her house and was like i know exactly what to do got real like he was perfectly happy the second he got there so um we've been enjoying all the photos from him um and also he's very uh he's very good on uh on a harness um she took him out harness walking and he loves it um and she also got a great. like a bubble backpack, which um, he doesn't like as much because he likes the freedom That's of fair. being able to sniff stuff. But yeah, she got a lot of positive comments, and apparently, an old couple. Um, well, first this uh, this elderly gentleman came up to her and was like, "Oh my god, that's a cat!" And then the next day, she was walking in the same place, and him and his partner were like, "She's like, get over here, Mary. Like, come see this cat. It's like I took this ah. is Stanley." And she was like, "I've heard so much about you, Stanley." So. That's for everyone to know, you know, you'll never know when you get to a shelter. And so go out there and even if you, you know, even if the cat has special needs, you never know. They might be the perfect cat for you. Yeah. Adopt adopt old cats. Adopt special need cats. As long as yeah. you can afford it. Yeah, as long as you can afford it. Because I understand sometimes aging cats come with uh, more medication and vet visits, so. Yeah. But, so, but if you can afford it, heck yeah. Yeah. If you have the means the cat in need anyway any updates well my cat well yeah um i was doing online therapy the other day and uh mm-hmm. my cat came up behind me and started vomiting <laughs> <laughs> that is not Real nice of her that is not a supportive environment amira no. wow <laughs> i'm talking with my therapist and i'm just like oh 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 
like she's like she's like are you, are you what's happening like are you okay and i'm just like i think she's i think she didn't really end up puking but like she was making all the noises and like i was like oh no why Oh my goodness. That's reminds me of the time that Hobbit, I was on, I was on uh, the computer with my therapist in a digital appointment and Hobbit was chewing on my sleeve and I looked down and it was just covered in blood. And that's the time he <gasps> lost that. That was when he was losing that tooth. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I can't obviously deal with this right now. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a therapy appointment. <sighs> Anywho. Well, I'm ready. Are you? Always. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangleton. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? up and we met the like the chosen four plus their siblings and uh stalkers or just inconvenient yeah. uh apprentices who do not know how to stay home um yeah. a lot of siblings which i'm very excited about uh we also um we didn't have i don't think we had anything last time with leaf leaf paw um the, the only th- other thing that happened was we went hunting didn't we Oh yeah, we we ran into the Wind Clan cats on Thunder Clan territory. Oh, yeah, because yeah. everyone's getting pretty desperate because the water's really low and prey is. I, there's something ecological going on. Something's wrong with the river, or at least wrong with there's not it's a drought. Rain. I mean, yeah, it's summer. It's a drought. There's a drought, and it's probably the worst drought. Um, you know what? Climate change. It's real, even in warriors. <laughs> Well, guess what? We get to start with Leafpaw. Okay, cool. Well, she had vivid dreams last night. Of four <laughs> trees and running through the forest. A fur rising <laughs> and a battle imminent. She grew oh colder and colder. Sorry. Until... Uh, that means Starclan's like, they messed it up. They really did mess it up. We have to tell someone else. Get Leaf. Get Leafpaw <laughs> on this. No, her and Squirrel Squirrelpaw got that. Uh, oh, the, the it was the special twin sister connection. connection. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I thought she was having. Uh, I forgot she has more than one magic power. So I was, I was yeah. thinking she was getting a dream from Starkland, and Starkland was like, "Hey, hey, Leafpaw, we gave the message to this guy, that one that always is hanging with your sister, the one that's not very bright." And she's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I know." Uh, 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 Brambleclaw, and she's like, "They're like, yeah, him." Um you help us she's like of course i'm smart well she woke up to find her nest wet with rain hooray yay rain rain we'll take it she got up and took shelter in the split rock where cinder pelt made her nest she settled next to her mentor and thought about the dream was it star clan or squirrel paw what trouble would she be in if Firestar found out? Um. Oh, right, that's their dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at least the rain would bring an end to the forest's long dry spell. Um, and But it was easing by the time Leafpaw left the medicine den. 
Maybe she could find Squirrelpaw to help her hide whatever she's been up to. But there's no sign of her. The three other apprentices were lapping eagerly from a puddle, and Ferncloud's kits crept out of the nursery to stare in awe at the strange water that had fallen from the sky. <laughs> we're babies. Babies never seen rain. <laughs> oh, man. And Ferncloud looked on, pr- on proudly. I'm sorry, the two cats are playing with the loudest... With, like, the loudest toys they have. They're having a lot of fun. That's, they, that's like, love fun. each other so much. I'm very proud that they have each other. But holy crap, they're noisy. Well, there's movement at the gorse tunnel. Could it be an early patrol? <laughs> or Squirrelpaw returning from her illicit outing? <laughs> okay, sister, sister. You weren't, like... You she felt you felt her getting cold, not her getting hot. Like <laughs> I think she just means she shouldn't be out at all. I know. But, but it made she made it sound like she was out sneaking sneaking out with some boy. And she was sneaking out with a boy, but it's not like that. She actually But it was to him. beat him up. <laughs> yeah, it was to beat him up and to figure out what he's up to. It was to bully him. <laughs> it was. <sighs> but it's neither. Oh. She's about to yowl a warning when she recognizes who it is. What? It's Ravenpaw. Ravenpaw. Oh, it's Ravenpaw! Yeah, (laughs) Jinx. I was like, who could show up and, like, not be, like, not, like, cause danger? And, like, my first thought was, it could be Tawny Pelt, but she is still technically a clan cat. And I was like, it could be, and I was like, it wouldn't make sense if Farley came on his own. Oh! Farley's not really comfortable there. Hi, Ravenpaw! (laughs) Who still has baby names? Do you think that's yeah. weird? Like, uh, ever, all the apprentices are like, why is your name Pa? He's like, well, I left. Um, Well, I had to fake my own death. And they're like, wait a second. <laughs> and then Bramble calls just like, it was my dad, wasn't it? He's like, yes, yes. A lot of the stuff that happened of course. was because of your dad. Your dad did want to murder me. And he's like, great, great. <laughs> he comes up and greets Leafpaw. And she's about to ask if he saw Squirrelpaw when cheerful yowls interrupted her. Hey, Ravenpaw. <laughs> Whitepaw and Shrewpaw bounded over towards them, and uh, Ferncloud's kits followed. Shrewpaw introduces his little sister, Holly Kit, to Ravenpaw. Wait, are those si- are they siblings? Yeah, Is- Ferncloud's first litter. Ferncloud and Dustpelt had a litter um, in Firestar's Quest. Okay. Um, Wait, Spider, I mean- Spiderpaw and Shrewpaw? Yeah, yeah, but is Ravenpaw someone's... Sibling? Oh, actually, yeah, he is Dustpelt's brother. That's what I was thinking. I was like, so I was like, he family. has family. He has siblings, doesn't he? Oh my God, uh, Uncle Unky's uh... coming to join. They're like, hey, where's Uncle Barley? And he's like, I had to leave the baby at home. I'm, I don't know what I'm here to do. <laughs> he's not comfortable in crowds. Yeah, he's he has anxiety, and they're like, we love him so much, but we would tackle him if we saw him. He is very fun. Oh my god, now well, I can only think pa. about them all going to visit Barley and Raven uh, Pa at the barn. Like, Yeah, he's he, like, I, come over, I'm hosting a dinner. I don't know if this is, like, the same for everyone, but there is, like, that one relative who, like, for one reason or another, you call it, like, their house. Like, oh, it's it's Andrew's house, even though Andrew's your cousin, he does not own that home. Um, <laughs> so, like, oh, it's Raven and Barley's house, heck yeah! They're just so pumped, because, like, they have a pool or something. Oh... Well, Shrewpaw says Ravenpaw lives on a farm and feasts on more mice than they have ever seen in their lifetime. And they're just like, what? 
Ferncloud comes to join them and welcome Ravenpaw, and her kits start to pounce on his tail. Holly kit, watch kit, stop it. She apologizes, but Ravenpaw brushes it off. Kits will be kits. But he safely tucks his tail out of harm's way. <laughs> he knows. He's Cloud like, ushers. kids will be kids, but I know, I know what they're after. Ferncloud ushers the kids back to the nursery. Ravenpaw says he's here to see Firestar. And Leafpaw volunteers to take him to Firestar's den. She wants to ask him about Squirrelpaw. But she's relieved to see her sister come through the gorse tunnel, dragging a rabbit behind her. Yay! Leafpaw starts towards her, and then that, she remembers Ravenpaw. That rabbit was like, "Oh yeah, I finally get to, I finally get to uh, uh, drink water again." You nope, you got murdered. Yep, that's how the clan cat do. Well, Ravenpaw tells her that she can go see her sister. He can find his way to Firestar's den. <laughs> he lived here for a while. Leafpaw bounds over to her sister, who stops to wait for her, dropping the rabbit. Not bad, is it? She asks triumphantly, her pelt wet with rain. She nudges towards Leafpaw and tells her it's for her and Cinderpelt. Oh. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm I'm angry at you. Where were you last night? Yeah, she hisses. Where have you been? She's been worried sick. Why? Squirrelpaw looks taken aback. Where did she think she'd gone? She just slipped out to hunt when the rain eased. She could at least say thank you, you know, for this super great rabbit. Mm, Yeah, listen, we share a brain, like part of our brain. I know for a fact you weren't just hunting rabbits. You went to four trees. Squirrelpaw snatches the rabbit and runs to the medicine den, not waiting for Leafpaw. Wow. Leafpaw follows, and she's not sure if she should be angry or relieved. She has this uneasy feeling that Squirrelpaw is lying to her for the first time ever. Uh, oh, wow. Really? You guys haven't even, like, lied about, like, hey, who ate my mouse? Like, not even, like, small things like that? What no, good what good they sisters? share one mind. <laughs> Can't lie. Yeah, which is impressive that she's even trying. <laughs> In the medicine den, Squirrelpaw had laid the rabbit at the mouth of Cinderpelt's den. And she says Leafpaw could at least say she did well in catching it. Leafpaw says she did very well. It's huge. Especially since she had been uh, so disturbed that night. Squirrelpaw freezes. Mm. Who said? (laughs) Leafpaw says she knows she did. She was up all night. Squirrelpaw looks to the ground and mutters that she ate a frog. It must have disagreed with her. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And Leafpaw knows she's lying, and she's fighting to stay calm. She feels like wailing that she's her sister. She should trust her. Oh, the only reason she's not telling her is because she was sworn to secrecy by... uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. A man getting in between you two? For shame, squirrel paw. Uh, yeah, I mean, Squirrelpaw got herself into this. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she definitely did. I'm, yeah. I'm totally joking. Like, I know Squirrelpaw's, oh, like, yeah. she, she's literally bursting to tell her sister. Oh, yeah. Well, Squirrelpaw says she's fine now, nothing to make a fuss about. 
Cinderpelt appears and comments on what a splendid rabbit. Someone knows how compliment. Thank you. Cinderpelt. She has a leaf bundle and asks Leafpaw to take um, it to Dappletail. Her teeth have been aching so badly. She needs the poppy seed to sleep. And there's no chance to ask Squirrelpaw more. Her sister won't even look at her. Leafpaw's fur prickles in foreboding as she wonders what had happened to open this rift between them. Uh, your sister being Are herself. you ready? It's Brambleclaw point of view time. Woo! Welcome to the boys town. Water, help. Oh. Brambleclaw chokes on the salty water that washes over him, pulling him under. He struggles to keep his head above the water, and he's looking for the riverbank. But there is none. It's just endless water. He sees the sun sinking into the water on the horizon, and then he's pulled under as the salt flooded his mouth. He's drowning. Starkland, help him! He breaks the surface again, and the water spins him, and he's looking up at a sheer rock of wall. No. That's not right. <laughs> He's looking up at a sheer wall of rock. Got it. It's okay. Earlier, right before, my note says, He's drawing. Star Clan, help him. And I'm like, same. <laughs> <laughs> I also need help. That's a good typo. This spells my pain. Well, had he been swept into the gorge? No. These cliffs were higher. There's a dark hole in the cliff that looked like a mouth with teeth. The water is carrying him straight towards it. No, no, help me, he yowled. Then his eyes opened. He's in the warrior's den. There's rain dripping onto his neck. Which uh, is also one time what happened to uh, Bluefur with one of her uh, <laughs> water dreams. It was rain on her neck. Very traumatizing. Yeah. Dustbell asks him what's wrong with him. Can't he keep quiet and let the rest of them sleep? <laughs> Brambleclaw apologizes and starts grooming himself. He feels exhausted, as if he really had been fighting that current. He leaves the den as the sun rose, and Mousefur comes out beside him. Thanks, Star Clan, she exclaimed. She'd almost forgotten what rain smelled like. <laughs> oh, I love Mousefur. I love Mousefur so much. She's a queen. Brambleclaw goes to a puddle by the high rock to drink. And he's trying to wash the salt taste from his mouth. He'd never imagined water could taste like that. He'd licked salt from the surface of rocks. He'd tasted it in the blood of prey. But that salt-laden water made his fur prickle. Seawater. I mean, I know, I know that seawater has salt in it. These cats obviously don't, because they've never been to the coast. No. What a shame. Love me an ocean. I know you do. You've abandoned <sighs> us. I'm landlocked! <laughs> well, you've got the great inland seas. Yeah, yeah, I got the great lakes, which are just terrifying. Going to Duluth is terrifying, because you're just like, these these lakes should not look like this. <laughs> I understand why, why sometimes <laughs> whales get confused. These are too big. <laughs> Well, Brambleclaw sees Firestar emerging from his den and is surprised to see Ravenpaw with him. Whoa! Fire... Whoa! 
Firestar was telling Ravenpaw that Two Legs always did strange things, and he's glad Ravenpaw came all this way to tell him, but he doesn't think it has anything to do with them. Oh, that's what that's what's causing all this ecological disaster. They're building a dam or some crap. <laughs> I, I mean, I know the Two Legs can't, like, stop the rain, but... <laughs> But I don't, I don't trust him. It's possible they could have. Well, Ravenpaw says he's never seen anything like it. There's more of them on the Thunderpath than he's ever seen. And they have new, huge monsters with them. Firestar seems a little impatient, but tells Ravenpaw he'll tell his patrols to keep an eye out. Ravenpaw says he supposes that's all he can do. Firestar suggests that he talk to WindClan on his way home, since it's happening closer to them. Firestar tells him, oh, wait, he'll join him part of the way, and he'll fetch Graystripe and Sandstorm to come along. Look, all old friends. Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the crew, it's the original boys. And the yeah. gal. And Sandstorm. And Sandstorm, who is part, she's part of this crew. Yes. I mean, she didn't, uh, she wasn't a huge uh, Firestar, Graystripe, Ravenpaw fan back then. But Yeah, um, yeah. If anything, she was the antagonist. It's okay, she's come around. Yeah. Ravenpaw gives Brambleclaw a friendly nod and asks how Prey is running. Brambleclaw says, fine, everything's fine. I'm great. I'm not having sound shaky. disturbing dreams <laughs> constantly in my life. Ravenpaw asks him if anything is the matter. Nothing, really. He, he had a dream, that's all. Ravenpaw asks if he wants to tell him about it. I mean, Ravenpaw might be safe to tell things, too. Brambleclaw says it's nonsense, really. But then he finds himself telling Ravenpaw everything about the dream. Oh! <laughs> so good. I love it. You can always trust Ravenpaw. After, he says the place isn't real. It can't be. And he doesn't know why it's bothering him so much. Ravenpaw thinks for a moment. Saltwater Cliffs, he says. That place is real. What? I've heard of it before, but never seen it himself. He tells him that cats who've traveled far sometimes stop at the barn. And some cats stop by who live towards the place where the sun sets. They tell him and Barley about it. Like a river with only one bank, water that's too salty to drink. And every night it swallows the sun in a flash of fire. Okay. <laughs> too, too far, dude. What the heck? Brambleclaw shivers. Yes, but what about the cave? Ravenpaw's like, I can't tell you anything about a cave, dude. Never been there. He's like, I'm, I barely know what I'm talking about right now. But Ravenpaw says he should be patient. He's sure StarClan will show him more. StarClan? Brambleclaw asks. He's like, yeah, did Ravenpaw you think you were asks, just having weird dreams? Nah, bro, this is definitely destiny. Well, yeah, he's like, how could you dream about a place you've never seen unless StarClan sent it? He's like, oh. And that made sense. Will they stop? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like drowning every night. Yeah, they keep sending me, like, very cryptic bullcrap, and the first time didn't work out at all, so... Well, Brambleclaw asks if maybe he's supposed to go there. Ravenpaw's eyes widen, that's why. And Brambleclaw tells him about the other dream, the one with Blue Star, but leaves out the part about, like, any of the other cats. Brambleclaw asks, why me? Why not Firestar? He'd know what to do. Yeah, Firestar's old, though. 
<laughs> yeah, too old now. Ravenpaw said there was a prophecy about Firestar once, and Firestar never understood it until Blue Star told him before she died. Brambleclaw stares. He'd heard of the prophecy everyone had, but it never occurred to him that Firestar may have felt just as confused and lost as he did now. <laughs> Even more so, you would oh, not believe. Yeah, bro. A mess. Ravenpaw tells him that there was a time when Firestar was just a young warrior like Brambleclaw is now. To begin with, his task seemed as impossible as Brambleclaw's, whatever it may be. Firestar's prophecy has been fulfilled. Maybe it's his turn now. He adds that Star Clan works in mysterious ways. They won't be obvious. They'll expect him to show courage and loyalty to achieve his task. Brambleclaw is a little confused with the reverence that Ravenpaw spoke of Star Clan. Ravenpaw mutters that just because he lives outside the forest doesn't mean he rejects the warrior code. <laughs> he gives Brambleclaw a friendly nod before taking off with Firestar, Sandstorm, and Graystripe. If both dreams were true, Brambleclaw had a huge task in front of him. He'd have to follow the setting sun to find the sundrown place. Seems but how far was it? This feels like a lot of responsibility. Surely it's farther than any cat in the forest had ever gone before. But Ravenpaw's words echo in his ears. Maybe it's your time now. And Brambleclaw wonders if the other three cats had dreamed of it too. And if Ravenpaw's right, what does he do next? Dun dun dun! Brian, want to hit me with a cat fact? Heck yeah! All right. So today's cat fact is actually a special request um, from Maureen. Uh, Maureen uh, told ah. me about this uh, about these fictional cats. Um, I should say I kind of forgot to mention last time uh, when I was talking about Star Wars that there were other fictional cat races, but they weren't sentient. So I like they were more uh, beast than man. So I didn't get really into those as much. Um, so that's yeah. kind of what I'm differentiating. I'm not talking about, like, fictional cat races that don't think or have societies their own. I'm mainly focusing on cats that have their own societies. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> with our disclaimer, uh, many of these races were originally written by cis white uh, dudes. Except for this one. This was written except by this one. a lady. I do not know her race or her gender identity, but I do know she's a lady. Um Wait, I do know our gender identity then. Moving on. Um, and, and many of them elements are inherently racist, xenophobic, problematic. Don't take this as endorsing any of them, as Marina and I love making content that you take and make your own. Um, please also know that while I research the best of my abilities, uh, I'm not an expert in any means, so I probably got some things wrong. And I'm sure folks have their own opinions, but unless you are a person of color, a black indigenous person of color who uh, wants to express how fantasy races are depicted in media, I don't care about or your opinion. Cat. Yeah, or you're a cat, but... <laughs> uh, or I suppose this, in this case, maybe a pa paleontologist. But, moving on. Oh, yeah. So... We are going to be, and God, please forgive my pronunciation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because we are going to be talking about the Dinalaris Illuminae Sapiens. 
Um, These folks are a fictional cat race that are from the series, the book series that was originally published in 1983. It was recently reprinted as as recently as 2013. Um, But it's uh, the book, the books of the named, also known as the Rafa series, um, starting, um, I believe the first book was uh, Rafa's Creature. Rafa's Creature. And... It's uh, YA prehistoric fictional novels written by Claire Bell. Um, so these uh, this series of books stars a prehistoric race of uh, cat folk who are based um, around the Dinalarius Crassus, which, uh, from what Claire has said, uh, she has said, which did exist at the required time, um, so th- these basically were, uh, they were described as the cheetah precursors. They, they were, um, they're known as the toothless, uh, like great cats. Um, so they weren't saber tooths. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have yeah. the saber teeth. They had smaller teeth. Um, and they lived in America, didn't they? Was this the American lion? I did not. Or is that different? I did not look so okay, much. that might be a different thing. I didn't look so much into the actual cat because I wanted okay. to focus, uh, Claire Bell, she actually took inspiration from it. And yeah. went past that. Um, and so these prehistoric cats, they have their own society. They herd uh, prehistoric horses and deers. They used to hunt them, but now they herd them. Um, Rafa is the main uh, character of the series, and she actually discovers red tongue, which is what they call fire. Um, and that kind of helps their society progress. Um, and what I thought something interesting about Claire Bell is she actually has uh, a deviant art for affinity she has her own website so mm-hmm. she has like a very long online footprint so you can find a lot of um of her own illustrations illustrations that she's uh hired people to create and you can like get really into the series and it's it's very cool to see um an author being so open about their inspiration and talking about it um she actually had one page that i will have linked in our show details where she shows um so they took one of the skulls like a cast of the skull from the delirious crassus and they modeled it to look what she thought would become the illuminae sapiens illuminae which it means a light of intelligence and sapiens describes human equivalent um though not human like minds so these uh skulls look like cheetahs but they have like a larger uh skull area so for their brain Mm -hmm. their bigger brain um big brain and the Illumina sapiens, they are, uh, they look like che- cheetahs, but they're bulkier. They don't have spots. Um, and, but they Except do have babies. Yeah. They do have the tear kind of markings under their eyes. So they have yeah. that. Um, yeah, they do have spots when they're little. I, I wasn't getting to that. And, um, and sometimes, uh, they have a mane that will go away as they get older, but some individuals choose to keep it. Um, and there well, I don't are... think they choose to keep the mane. I think it just stays. Oh, I'm just pulling straight from what it... It says okay. some... Uh, oh, some individuals keep it. Yeah, okay. Not, okay. not a choice. <laughs> it just happens. Um, so they their fur is in many different colors. It can be uh, sort of a light, sandy color. Um, and they kind of age quickly. Like, within one year, they're considered mature, but they aren't, like, old enough to have kids yet. Um they're seen as like teenagers after um i believe it was by the time of the new autumn so that's about seven months um but by the time they're mm-hmm. one they're like okay you're an adult but you 
can't have babies yet because you're really young still. <laughs> um, and uh, in the series, there are basically three different clans or three different uh, Illumina sapiens. And even though they're all kind of the same um, uh, species, they do have different levels of intelligence, kind of. Um, because, so there's the people of the named. So these guys, they're all sentient. Um, they all have different colors of furs and, uh, they don't have, they don't have protruding fangs and they live together in a unifying clan, which has its own laws, um, and its own religion and its own, uh, uh, sort of society. I don't want to get too much into it because a lot of it is the book plot. Um, and I read through yeah. a lot of it, but I think this looks like a really cool series. So if you like it, it is, it's really good. I, I adore it. Yeah. I love it, it. It is more mature than warrior cats. So yes. if you are younger, um, maybe wait a few years or um, talk to an adult before checking out any of these books. So it is, uh, as I was reading some of the summaries, I was like, ooh, definitely more mature than Warrior Cats. Yes, definitely, so, definitely. Um, I would wait until you are in the actual YA range, so 14 and up. Um, and then there are the unnamed. So these folks, most of them are non-sentient, um, and they just kind of behave like wild animals, um, and they kind of have... Uh, different uh, colors of fur. Some of them can have silver and some are even black. Um, and they are noticed to be, they're usually bulkier than the named and they have protruding fangs. Um, they're usually loners, but they do uh, go, they do rally together to go and basically raid the named because they want their herds. Um, and uh, some of them do actually have intelligence in the series. Won't get into spoilers of who, but, uh, and so that does cause some crossbreeding. Um, so uh, uh, you're not supposed yeah, to, but, but the named and the unnamed do get it on sometimes. It's, uh, but it's verboten. It's not allowed, but it happens. Uh, it looks yeah. like pretty much constantly, <laughs> very much like our clans in Warrior Cats. They, they constantly <laughs> cross that line. Um, and then yep. the last are the face tall hunter tribe or fate. Oh, sorry. I said it wrong. Uh, the face tail hunter tribe. These folks, all of them are sentient, um, but they are more focused on their uh, inner like world than their external world. So they actually have a communal link in their brain. So mm -hmm. I didn't read these books, can't get too much into it, but it seems they... Hive mind. Yeah, hive mind. Um, and they are they kind of... mammoths. Yeah, they're a mix of the unnamed and the named. Um, and they all are usually brownish color and... Um, they have larger bodies than the named and protruding fangs. So, yeah, that is the Illum uh, the once again the uh, I'm named the yes oh, no. the Deanolaris Illumina sapiens. Um, I will have links um, to the uh, creator's deviant art um, because it has some art. Uh, I'm sure if you want to get into the series, there's at least five books. Uh, I think. Yes. she's she started writing them in the 1980s uh most recent books were written in the early 2000s um yeah. and yeah it uh spoiler warning some of the art that she has uh does have spoilers for the series but um and almost all the wikipedias spoil the series so if you are interested in reading it without spoilers uh do uh, yeah check it out first but hey it looks like a really cool ya series so you know if you are 14 and up check it out uh, if you're younger than that yeah with uh talk to a parent wait yeah I, I would suggest waiting but you know <laughs> we aren't your parents but also talk to your parents before checking out books for a young adult audience <laughs> anyway 
Yeah. So was there anything you wanted to share Thank about you. that series, Maureen, since you were the one who suggested no, it? No, I just love it. I just love it. I do. I'm I'm a big fan. I like how it's written. It's very a very nice, easy read. No, it's super good. And uh yeah, I have my book uh lent out to a friend right now and uh my I also have the second and the third book that are still up in Washington with another friend who's gonna read them and then send them back to me. And I read the oh, have I read the I haven't read the fifth book. I haven't been able to get my paws on that yet. No, but it's it's a good series. Highly recommend it. Alrighty. Uh, Alright. And it's, you know, it's only five books, not like 87. Yeah, and they don't look like they're <laughs> so. super long reads, so. No, they're not. And, like, unlike Warriors, where, like, like when I was reading this, I really appreciate it, but, like, unlike Warriors, where sometimes it's, like, I've gone three whole chapters and nothing's happened. Like, everything is, like, pretty concise. And she seems like, to only focus on at least kind of one family of cats. Um, yeah. It's it's really, yeah. it's all about, all about Ratha. Yeah. And the, like, perspective shifts, like, a, a bit between, like, a couple cats as the books go on. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it's all, they're all around each other. So. So, back to. All right. All right. So, we've. We had a good talk with Uncle Ravenpaw. I didn't expect yeah. Ravenpaw to be the one he spoke to, but I'm glad it was Ravenpaw. I also like that Ravenpaw. Right? Outside of the clan, but still understands. Yeah, because he does have that. He's he's kind of like a monk. He, he's just gone off to yeah. the mountains to study and date his boyfriend, you know. But yeah. his husband, I should say. They've, they're definitely married at this point. Yeah, it's been a while. All right. So Brambleclaw is on his way to visit Stormfur and Feathertail. More rain had fallen, and the river was swollen and muddy. The stepping stones are half-submerged. He'd been thinking about his dream all day, and he's certain that they need to go to the sun-drowned place before they could learn what Starclan needed to tell them. That's such a cool name. I love, I love it. I know it's just like talking about like a sunset, but I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's where the sun drowns. That's so cool. He feels that they ought to leave at once. And if they'd also had the same dream, he thinks they would feel the same. He hadn't told Squirrelpaw about his second dream. He feels guilty. <laughs> but if she knew what he was planning, she'd want to come. Oh my God. What would Firestar think of Brambleclaw dragging his daughter into the unknown? Um. Honestly... He'd be like, of course. I, I should have known she's going to go on a quest at some point here. Well, he's crossing the stone and the, the stepping stones, and uh, the water is lapping at his paws. After managing two of the stones, he leaps for the next and slips into the river. Nice. Nice. Clumsy man. Your dreams are coming true. It brings him back to the torrential currents of his dreams, but after floundering... His paws touch the pebbles of the shore, and he hauls himself out of the river. <laughs> Fresh River Clan scent hits him, and Brambleclaw dives into the brambles, where he belongs. Because <laughs> he is it. You're a little bramble, a boy. Bramble. You are but a bush, but he thanks Star Clan when he sees that it's just Stormfur and Feathertail. Oh, oof. He leaves the bracken, or maybe it was bracken. Ah, bracken brambles. Whatever. And he stands, shivering in front of them, and says, Hi. 
Hey guys, I fell in the water. They're like, yeah, we actually saw you. Aww. Great Star Clan, Stormfur exclaims. Did you go for a swim? Not on purpose. Brambleclaw says he needs to talk to Feathertail and ask her if she's had another dream. Feathertail says no. Has he? Yeah, god yes. darn it! Brambleclaw. <laughs> well, they settle into the grass and he tells them about the dream and, and his talk with Ravenclaw. And he says he thinks they should go. Feathertail nods. She thinks he's right. Oh. Stormfur oh. asks okay. if she's mad. That was, that was kind of easy. Yeah, that's pretty easy. And his brother's like, are you crazy? They don't know where this place is. No! (laughs) Well, Feathertail assures him that StarClan will guide them. Stormfur says he's not convinced he's right. But if he's not, maybe StarClan will send them a sign to turn them back. Mm. Feathertail asks if that means he'll come with them. Stormfur tells her to try and stop him. <laughs> so, yes. Great. Well, he tells he tells Brambleclaw that he knows he didn't have the dream, but having an extra warrior could be useful. And Brambleclaw is too relieved to argue. Honestly, and thanks them. I am not strong enough to do this on my own. <laughs> well, he says they should leave the day before the half moon. It will give them time to talk to the others. Brambleclaw says he knows Tawny Pelt will come if he asks. But what about Crowpaw? Yeah, a little munchkin. Feathertail is confident that he'll understand. Okay. He comes. If you are. He comes to the river to drink at sunset. It's too late now, but they can meet tomorrow to all talk to him. You think he'll come? It, it rained. Maybe they all put their heads up to the sky. Well, more rain fell that night, and Brambleclaw is anxious that Crowpaw wouldn't return to the river. Surely WindClan's streams were flowing again. So yeah, he's thinking the same thing. Oh, okay. And he's restless all day. After the fresh kill pile is stocked, he's able to slip out on his own. He's really trying to avoid Squirrelpaw. Sure, she'd ask him where he was going. She's, she's like, right behind him. <laughs> He meets Stormfur and Feathertail by the two-leg bridge, and they hid to watch. It wasn't long before a WindClan patrol arrived. Hey! Tallstar was in the lead, followed by One Star and other warriors. Wait. He finds Crowpaw among them with his mentor, Mudclaw. One Star? Tallstar and One Whisker. Okay. Tut, tut, tut. He stays in the middle of the group as they drink. Which was super inconvenient. (laughs) Darn it. Feathertail says that she'll have to fetch him. She goes out and greets the WindClan cats, briefly stopping- Super casual. Super casual. (laughs) Yep, she briefly stops to speak to Morningflower. Feathertail was polite, but not friendly. And Brambleclaw wonders how long this easy friendship would last, now that the rain was falling again. Feathertail crouches by Crowpaw at the water's edge. Then she gets up and goes back to the thornbush. Crowpaw doesn't follow. Okay. But soon he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were being strategic about it. Um, and he backs away from the river and dove into the bush. He asks what they want now. And there's hostility in his eyes. Not a great start. Nope. 
Brambleclaw says he had a dream. Crowbot asked, what dream? He didn't have one. Why would Starclan send him one and not Crowbot? I don't, I don't know, Crowbot. Maybe because you're like this. <laughs> well, he tells them about Ravenclaw's visit and that he thinks they need to go to the Sundrown place. And they need to go soon, all of them, in case the rest of the prophecy comes true and the clans are in too much trouble to be saved. Crowbot can't believe this. Brambleclaw wants them all to go trekking into the unknown after a dream that none of the rest of them had. Who died and made him leader? Okay. I mean, if you have, like, something else to do, you can sure go. Well, Brambleclaw says he's not trying to be a leader. He's just telling him what he thinks StarClan wants. Feathertail adds that she's willing to go, even if she hasn't had another dream. And Crowpaw tells her that she's more mouse brain than Brambleclaw. Okay, whoa. He's not coming. He's gonna be a warrior soon, and he's worked hard for it. He doesn't want to leave his clan so close to the end of his training. Bro, you might not even have a chance to become a warrior if you mess this up. Well, Stormfur says maybe they'll honor him. If trouble is coming, what will the clans think of the cats who help them? They'll understand how much faith they had in StarClan. They'll know how much courage it took to do this. Crowpaw says he wasn't chosen. It shouldn't matter to him. Okay. Stormfur says he's coming anyways. You are, you are just like, my goodness, you are just, just full of, full of vim and vigor, but in the wrong way. Wrong direction. Full of teen boy angst. Yeah. Brambleclaw says StarClans wants them to show faith and courage. Those are the qualities a true warrior needs. And Feathertail adds, please, Crowpaw, the mission could fail without you. He was chosen. The only apprentice singled out by StarClan. They must believe he can do this. We don't even know what the mission is, but we want you in it. Crowpaw hesitates. All right, he says, I'll come. But he narrows his eyes at Brambleclaw. Just don't start telling me what to do. Dreams are no dreams. He's not going to be taking orders from him. Brambleclaw heads to ShadowClan right after their encounter with Crowpaw. Feathertail and Stormfur had often uh, offered to come, but he thought ShadowClan would, would not uh, take too kindly to three warriors on their territory from an, uh, opposing clans. <laughs> and he thinks he knows where Tawnypelt might be. She had told him about a huge chestnut tree by a stream that led into ThunderClan territory. Brambleclaw wondered if she missed the trees of ThunderClan. With any luck, she'd be there now. What a weird uh, train of thought. I mean... That'd be like me... <laughs> that'd be like me telling you, like, Hey, Brenna, there's this... Like, if I go walk in the neighborhood, I like to stop in the pool parking lot and look over the valley and look at the horses down below. And then you just come to California one day and you're like... I'm gonna stop I at think every, she's looking at every, every horse place I can find. She's probably looking at them horses, or I'm like, oh, to I really fair, like this. Uh, they don't have like a lot those... of land, so I guess I suppose he's just hoping she's not like in the thick of camp. Yeah. Well, he finds the tree, and he thinks he smells Tawny Pelt's scent, so he calls out to her softly. The answer came as a weight crashing down on his back. Oh, oh! His face is pushed into the peaty earth with a paw on his neck. Oh. What are you doing here, you stupid furball? Oh, thank God, it's actually his sister. <laughs> yeah, Tawny Pelt lets him up. 
She hisses, but if he's found here, he'll be crow food. What's gotten into him? Brambleclaw tells her everything. Dreams. And Tawny... Dreams. Tawny Pelch says she'll come, but no one says she has to like it. And she asks why Stormfur is involved. Starkrim didn't choose him. Brambleclaw sighed. He knows, but there's no stopping him. And he's a good warrior. They can use him. Also, he and Feathertail do everything together. Maybe it's from having a father in another clan. Mm, well, Tawny okay. Pelch says that she can understand that. And Brambleclaw recognizes that her pride would never allow her to admit her loneliness and her determination to be a loyal ShadowClan warrior. And he regrets the loss of her from ThunderClan. And he reminds her that she's serving her clan well to come on this journey. That's true, Tawny Pelt said, her voice growing more and more eager. She says they were chosen. They must have something to offer that the other cats can't. Shadow Clan has many strong warriors. They can do without her for a while. When do we leave? Oh, okay. <laughs> Brambleclaw purrs affectionately. He says, Not now. The night before the half moon, they'll meet at Four Trees. Tawny Pelt's tail lashes with enthusiasm. She'll be ready. But for now, she should show him the border. Even Star Clan's chosen will get his fur ripped off for trespassing. <laughs> So, Leaf Claw. They're going out for Shervel. What is that? Normally, Cinderpelt is an herb. Oh, okay. Normally, Cinderpelt says they'd go to Snake Rocks, but not with that wretched badger there. Yeah, that badger sucks. Sucky badger. It stinks. Cinderpelt leads her up a sandy slope where there were several clumps of the strongly scented herb growing, and she tells Leaf Claw to tell her what they use it for. Leafpaw says they use the juice from the leaves for infected wounds, and the root can be chewed to soothe a bellyache. Cinderpelt purrs and tells her to dig up some roots. Leafpaw is digging. The shervel scent is making her lightheaded. But she smells something (laughs) else. Get a little contact high, okay. I think it's just like, it's like when you go into like one of those candle stores, and you're like, ugh, this is like a lot. Or you sniff one of those soaps that you, like, shouldn't sniff. Because they're so strong. <laughs> uh, she smells something else. Something that reminded her of the Thunderpath, but not quite the same. Oh my she god. She looks up to see smoke oh! rising from a clump of bracken. It It is! It is the humans! The two legs! <gasps> this is just, like, uh, for Gully. <laughs> Watch out, Tim Curry's gonna start <laughs> singing! Oh my god. But she says, look. Starclan, no, Cinderpelt exclaims and scrambled towards the bracken. <laughs> Cinderpelt's like, I'm ha- Oh my god, I'm literally having, like, the worst flashbacks. That poor lady. Yellowfang died in a fire. Yeah, and she also has been hit by a car. This is the, this is the collection oh, of all yeah. her worst fears. <laughs> Leafpaw follows. A shiny piece of two-leg rubbish was sticking out of the ground. The sun fell straight into it, and the bracken behind it was smoldering. Fire, Cinderpelt yowled, quick! Suddenly, the bracken burst into flame. Leafpaw turns to flee, but Cinderpelt stood still, gazing into the blaze. 
Okay. Her eyes are wide. No, she's having a vision right now? But not with fear. Leafpaw shivers as she realizes that she's seeing a sign from Stark. (laughs) Stargun's like, I don't know, fire, bullcrap. As quickly as the fire had started, it died. Oh. Wait, was this not real fire? This Winterfell takes a step back. Was this metaphorical fire? Ah! Must have been real. She could smell it. I mean, yeah, but Starkland's done wilder crap. The ghosts were... <laughs> some ghosts were fanning the flames down. Yeah. They were uh, putting it out, uh, damping it. Leafpaw goes to her side to support her and help her sit. Cinderpelt asks if she saw it. Saw what? The flames. A leaping tiger. She saw it so clearly. An omen from Starclan. Fire and tiger together. It must mean something, but what? Tigerclaw's dead. Leafpaw shook her head. Oh no, Firestar's still alive! Helpless. He's gonna get possessed by Tigerclaw's ghost! <laughs> she doesn't know. Cinderpelt rises and says they must go back to camp and tell Firestar. Firestar is alone in his den when they arrive back at camp, and Leafpaw follows Cinderpelt in to see her father curled up in his nest. He gets up and stretches and asks what he can do for them. I don't know. I keep forgetting that's her dad. It like that's I, her dad. I, 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 may, I keep remembering for Squirrel Flight or for Squirrel Paw, but then I'm like, oh yeah, that's you also raised this very sisters. Nice, that's how that works. I know, but like you also very like I, it made sense that they raised like this chaotic gremlin, but like this nice young lady. <laughs> How'd that happen? Right. Well, Leafpaw stays sitting quietly by the den entrance, and Cinderpelt tells Firestar that Starkland sent her an omen. She saw a tiger leaping in the flames. Fire and tiger together, devouring the bracken. Such a power unleashed could destroy the forest. Firestar asks Cinderpelt what she thinks it means. He's like, I don't know what to make of that. Cinderpelt says she's been trying to work it out. She's not sure she's right. But in the old prophecy, you know, fire will save the clan, the fire was him. Firestar looks surprised. Does she think it speaks of him now? What about Tiger? Tigerstar is dead. <gasps> Maybe it's a tiger raised by fire. So Bracken- He's dead. Br- so Brambleclaw. But his son still lives. Ah, I figured it out! I'm smart! <laughs> you got it! She glances A tiger forged in fire. Which is a very- that's such a stupid way to say Brambleclaw. <laughs> like, they could just say, hey, hey, Wait, hey, we're not done Hey, here. it's Brambleclaw, he's the chosen one now. And he's like, oh. You sure? His sister's, like, so much cooler. No, she's- she's involved, too. Don't worry. We- we did- we're not that dumb. Well, she glances at Leafpaw, as if unsure if she should hear this or not. Leafpaw stays still, determined to hear the rest. <laughs> If I make no movements, they can't see me. They won't. They won't kick me out. Brambleclaw, Firestar exclaims. She thinks he's going to destroy the forest. Come on, Cinderpelt. He's as loyal as any warrior in Thunderclan. And then two days later, he runs away. (laughs) Leafpaw feels a sudden urge to defend Brambleclaw, but it's not her place to speak here. She may not know him particularly well. There's an instinct in her that is telling her that he would never harm his clan or the forest. Firestar, Cinderpelt says irritably, use your head. 
She never said Brambleclaw would destroy the forest. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know I'm not good at this. Like, we have years of evidence I'm not good at this. Yeah. She's like, I thought you'd get better. He's like, nope. I have not wisened with age. But if Tyther isn't him, then who else could it be? Tiny Belt. And also, if Tiger is Tigerstar's son, maybe Fire is Firestar's daughter. <laughs> and Leaf pulls over here, and Leaf claws over, sorry, Leaf claws over here like, um, I don't know if it's, I don't think it, I, I'm just gonna throw this out here, it's not me. I don't think it's me. <laughs> well, Leaf Paw flinches. Oh, I don't mean you, Cinderpelt says, turning to Leafpaw. <laughs> she looks amused. She'll keep an eye on her, don't worry. Cinderpelt looks back to Firestar. It's more likely that it means Squirrelpaw. <laughs> and then and, and he's just scratching his chin, being like, well, she is, yeah, she is chaos defined. That makes a lot of sense. And she does, after all, share his flame-colored pelt. Ugh. And Leafpaw's just like, okay, I could do that. Well, Leafpaw's I brief relief is swallowed by fear as she realizes where Cinderpelt is going. Her own sister, the cat who was most dearest to her, was prophesized to do something so terrible that her name would be cursed by all the clans. Oh, that's not, that's, a, that's one interpretation. She's going to tag along own... and ruin the, the field trip. My own daughter, Firestar says. She's headstrong, yes, but not dangerous. I mean, dangerously stupid, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. But he respects Cinderpelt's wisdom too much to argue. What do you think I should do? He asks helplessly. Cinderpelt shakes her head. Only he can decide that. All she can do is tell him what StarClan told her. Cinderpelt. Fire and Tiger together. And the danger to the forest. If I ban them from seeing each other, this is about to become a Romeo and Juliet bullcrap situation. Well, she advises him not to tell the clan. It'll only cause panic. Cinderpelt fixes an icy glare. Aw, man, this makes... Say nothing about this. This makes Leafpaw's, like, fear for her sister suddenly crystallize in a very uncomfortable way. She's like, oh crap, she's hiding things from me because she's evil! And now I have to hide things from her. I hate this. We're bad at this. We'll say nothing about this on her loyalty to StarClan. Not even Squirrelpaw, Leafpaw asks. I literally share Especially a brain with her. not Squirrelpaw. Oh, God. I don't know. I have to disassociate. <laughs> Firestar says he needs to tell Graystripe. And Sandstorm. StarClan knows what Sandstorm will think about this. She's like, my daughter's not evil. No, no, my daughter's not evil. I'm gonna, you know, she's about to, Sandstorm's about to wage a war on all of, uh, uh, StarClan and win. Like, Blue, yes. Blue Star couldn't do it, but Sandstorm could. Sandstorm will. Well, Cinderpelt agrees that is wise. Firestar says it might be good to keep the two of them apart. Leafpaw sees that he's torn between doing what's best for the clan and his feelings for his daughter and the warrior who had once been his apprentice. He says she's an apprentice and he's a warrior. It shouldn't be too hard. He'll make sure they have enough to do and aren't in each other's company. They are literally about to leave tomorrow. (laughs) Well, maybe StarClan will send a sign when the danger has passed. Maybe, Cinderpelt says, but doesn't sound reassuring. 
Sarkran's sending a lot of conflicting messages. They need to, they, okay, Brambleclaw, I've changed my mind. You need to go talk to Firestar, like, stat. Yeah, that's probably the best. That's probably It's not going to happen. Well, yeah. So, so that's, that's that. Oh, God. We got got another prophecy. We had one new prophecy, and now we have another new prophecy. Isn't that exciting? Isn't all these prophecies exciting? This is called a new prophecy, not the new prophecies. It is. Well, I mean, it's called the new prophecy, but I, which one is it referring to? Who's to say? Oh my God! I mean, it's it's a two for one deal. It's yep, two for one prophecies. Two, you only think there'll be two? Interesting. Oh God! <laughs> the okay, the new prophecy is singular, and we're gonna have like what fourteen. Starkland's just like, okay, you guys tried to declare a war on us, so we're going to become much more active and inconvenient now. Um, because we don't want people declaring war on us. Well, maybe we do. It was exciting. <laughs> maybe, a little, maybe a little bit. A little bit of excitement. For, we're dead. What else are we going to do? Yeah, we're here for eternity. <sighs> this is like very much kind of like the Roman and Greek god just messing with the mortals. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah. Oh. It's rough. It's rough. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter. We're WCWITCast on Twitter.com. Another way you can contact us is via email. Our email is WCWITCast at gmail.com. Both of those are spoiler-free spaces. Thank you very much. Um, and yes. if you want to help out the podcast, a great way to do that is to share this episode with a friend. Um, if you think they'll enjoy it, they can either start with the first episode or share them your favorite episode, which maybe it's this one. Maybe. Maybe you're a huge fan of, uh, the, the name series and you're like, they talk, they talk about it for like a couple minutes and Brenna has never read it, but Marina has. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks. Cause I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.